Welcome on back to Dan Loves Sports. I am Dan. <laughs> I remain Dan. Uh, today's show probably won't be as long as the last one, as the launch, as the as the as the pilot episode, as the as the as the, 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 the as it burst into being. It's birthday. It's literal birthday. It is now March thirteenth, I believe. Let me uh filter through my phones. Yes, Sunday the 13th at around 8 p.m. here in uh, in an undisclosed location outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And cool. all right, so let's get into it. Congratulations to Major League Baseball for carving up that little dead empire and getting the boys back on the field. Oh, man. Actually, the boys the biggest people in the world. Oh my god. I was a eh, I was a very good baseball player when I was younger and I was in this one the reason <laughs> my career ended in this one showcase. I was I was sent to this one showcase. It was like the top 100 baseball players in Ohio and wow, they were gigantic. The other people on this teams. Wow. And I didn't get any uh, scholarship offers. It was like Man, you did it. This is as high good as it's getting for you, little guy, to old Dan. Meanwhile, other people are getting like scholarship offers at this showcase. Like, oh, yeah, I know it's uh, you're two months away from going to school. It's senior your senior year, but hey, why don't you take a scholarship to our school? And other people are like, Oh, young man, look at you. Look at yeah, where'd you uh where'd you buy that uniform? You <laughs> know, you the bad boy? <laughs> Special that do they are, are you like a special you're a balding uh eighteen year old is that like is that like a thing they do is like a little charity thing you you're like the you really enthusiastic che- mascot for your team go get them real sized people <laughs> no I, I made it I made it and then but I was like man I'm not going pro holy shit <laughs> because like I was always more athletic than everyone and then I these guys were fucking gigantic. And more athletic than I was. I acquitted myself well, but other people got fucking scholarships for how well they performed at this thing. And, uh... Anyways, uh... Why the fuck did I even bring that up? Um... Well, oh yeah, so I, uh, oh, actually in this, I have, actually, I'm a great authority in what I'm about to talk about. Ah, excellent. That was, I actually kind of stumbled into that. Um... Because I kind of made it as like for utility reasons of I was an extremely good pitcher and I was a very good hitter and they actually put me in as a D I made uh, all state second team all state as a DH but I also like set all sorts of records for pitching as a pitcher DH and today I want to talk about the DH and pitchers hitting controversial topic. Uh, which actually has been resolved. They, 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 those entitled, entitled, those, those in, in, in enshrined into the power hierarchy of this world who can afford a baseball team have come together and they patched up the uh, contract so they can keep the money train rolling. <laughs> well, it's at a slower pace than ever, but still, she brings in the, the old, the old buckets of cash, no doubt. Um, and what the new rule is the DH has been universalized. It is ubiquitous now. DHs abound. East Coast, West Coast, North Coast, South. DH, DH. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and 
I hate it. I hate it. I haven't liked it. I don't, but here's the, here's the, here's the thing. I don't even necessarily like nationally. I didn't necessarily like National League Baseball better. They, who did not have the DH, whose pitcher, pitchers had to, whose pitchers had to hit. And I apologize to my producer. Mike, I have, I, I'm putting together a pop stopper. I apologize for how many of those sounds are in this episode. But anyways, um, so like the complaint against D- hitter pitchers hitting <laughs> is usually a pitcher is a specialist who he didn't spend a lot of time in the batting cage because he was working on his mechanics. He was long tossing pitching. I know from experience <laughs> requires an outrageous amount of refining of technique. Like, I don't know, trust me. <laughs> you just, I mean, most of my youth was just spent going through my windup, finding balance points, finding velocity points. Like, it's just, it, um, and then I was also swinging, though. I was swinging and swinging and pitching and swinging, <laughs> playing a lot of wiffle ball with my friends in the backyard. And, um, so these guys are specialists, you know, you go to college and it's like, all right, son, not only are you never going to hit again, you're not even a starting pitcher anymore. And not only that, you're not even, you don't even throw overhand anymore. We're going to get you going sidearm and you're now a sidearm reliever. And, and that happened to a friend of mine in college, or at least a guy I lived with in college. And I don't think I have any friends left from college. And, uh, the, uh, so it's no wonder these hitter these pitchers always look terrible when they're hitting. They are not given the same number of swings as the play fielders and during batting practice. They don't do they don't do that at all. They throw batting practice. Um and, and hence you get us stupid looking at bats. Let's all make fun of Bartolo Colon, you know, hacking up there. Hey, that's not what he was drafted for. He just happened to end up on one of those teams. You have to you just it was like, okay, well remember Major League Baseball is is just bad at at, at strategizing or it can be can be bad at strategizing but anyways no team ever put a priority on let no national league team i don't that i know of ever put a priority on let's find those rare pitchers who are are also capable hitters and that way we don't have a hole in our lineup but anyways everyone's stoked all right let's get let's get you know 43 year old jim tomey Dakin fucking chucks up there, <laughs> rather than twenty-eight-year-old starting you know pitcher who looks like he's terrified out of his mind and pretty much is because this is way out of his element. And uh, so it was a bad, it it just was bad. But anyways, my idea to make baseball I think more interesting and to make it a better game is. All pitchers have to hit. Everyone on the field has to hit. So you have a nine-member lineup with an optional AH. I used to have the I used to play some uh, high-level tournaments in like little league. Let's go team, you know, local city team. And uh, one of the options in some of the tournaments was the AH. So instead of a DH, you know, all the pitchers had to hit. You had an AH, so you could additional hitter. Uh, so you could add, you could you could, and it was and it was optional. You could either add the and the coaches always did because it gets more kids in the game. Like I think, I think that was the point of it. But in the pros, my thinking is it would make for a cool bit of strategy. Do you put in the tenth hitter? 
thereby taking at-bats away from your nine hitters? Or do you keep it at nine, you know, with the potential, the pluses and minuses there? Could make for more talk, more strategy, more interesting game. Major League just went to ten. Went to a went to DH, which makes sense. Again, let's get more people on the field or whatever. Then you know, in the game. And now that we have now the different kind of specialist, just the uh, guy, the the hacker, just the guy, the fifth hitter in the lineup is basically what you're gonna DH. That's what I've noticed. DH fifth hitter in the lineup guy can't do anything but run to first base and hammer the ball, and uh, that's what he does. Um. So the. That is, or at least, okay, so there it is. That is the, the AH. Uh, but of course, the world world went to the. But here's my complaint again. My counter is now it's just everyone in the lineup is the same hitter. It's just, you know, oh, it's the skinny version of the same hitter. You know, like that's the leadoff hitter. And then they kind of get thicker uh, as a, the same looking guy th- until the fourth hitter, who's basically your fifth hitter, four, third, fourth, or fifth hitter is just some, the biggest guy on the planet who's also could beat. Most people in ping pong, it's like, like, you know, it's like that kind of, holy shit, he's 6'5", and, you know, he, I don't know, he's like a taekwondo master and shit like that. So, and then, you know, they get smaller and bigger through the rest of the lineup, but it's all the same, and it's now all the same guy. It used to be interesting, oh, look at that, look at that funny, look again, Bartolo Colon, it made made baseball at least a little more interesting. And, uh, no, baseball just went to, uh, let's try to get some people to suck some more dingers. Let's get old Jim Tomey up there. Just keep trotting him out. <laughs> Which is fine. I love Jim Tomey, but it was also like, by the end, it was like, what team is he on? He's, a, he's, on, the, he's on the Chicago Bears now? Um, anyways, uh, the shift. Indeed. Okay, so talking about Major League Baseball adjusting. Here's like a bittersweet example of that where, all right, so like, Here's the here's the autobiographical part of this. When I was a kid, again, played a lot of baseball with my friends, but we didn't we like sometimes we couldn't get nine, you know, 11, the 11 people you need to play like a uh, like a full-on like a pitcher, a hitter, you know, like we could rotate in it whatever. You know, there'd be like six or seven kids, so you like it basically hitting to right field was you were out. <laughs> that was an illegal taking advantage of the fact that we didn't have enough players. So like if, while we were playing some sort of pickup game, you had to try to hammer it pull it and hammer it that was the point of of our pickup games and like you know like kids in my league got good at pulling it and hammering it <laughs> you know and uh to the point again like and this is this was like the predominant th- thinking in the 90s I'm, I'm around 40 years old so in the 90s I'm, I'm the growing up boy and um it was just hey go for the homer you know like go for dingers go go for hammer the ball pull the ball hard as you can hammer it uh for home runs and so again, to the point where this this uh, this memory still makes me laugh. <laughs> this is crazy. What it? This is the mindset. This is how bad it was. Um, my senior year, again, I'm playing in like one of these or like uh, all star teams, and the other team's pitcher. He wasn't you know he didn't he didn't he wasn't that great, and he just he left a ball wide over the outside plates outside corner of the plates. Just easy looking pitch. And I just fucking, I hit it over the, like, right center fence. So, like, I hit it to the right side. And <laughs> to remember this, like, when we came around, like, usually, like, I, I had friends on the team. They would just fucking pull a ball. Yeah! Like, everyone's jumping out of the dugout. 
you know, like, yeah, hammer it, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I come around, like, yeah, Dan, yeah, cool. <laughs> and I was, like, embarrassed. I remember feeling embarrassed as I rounded the bases because I didn't. And I would have, what I would have done if I tried to pull that pitch is I would have grounded out to the shortstop. Like, that's what you do. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I like, <laughs> I was embarrassed for doing the right thing. Uh, accidentally, basically, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'll just hammer this over the fact. I gotta stop using the fucking word hammer. Uh, use the word ver- verb hammer. Um, I'll just basically, I was just like, all right, there it is. I'm gonna hit it as hard as I can. Ended up going over the fence. But uh, anyways, again, it was like, I was like, oh my god, right side. What a <laughs> oh man, what a weakling. So, uh, and my, and again, my teammates, they barely respected me. They were like, yeah, all right, cool, cool, man. Good one. Good one. (laughs) All right. So anyways, I think that has like bled through to the, to this day or, well, I don't know. But anyways, the, the thing is what I'm talking about now is the shift because basically some hitters, they're just pull hitters or they're just outside hitters. I think there's more strictly pull hitters than there are strictly uh, right side hitters. I don't even know if there are any strict, strict, uh, anyway, I want to say opposite. I want to say right side, opposite field hitters. Um, and so these managers are like, all right, well, I know where you're hitting the ball. <laughs> so let's just throw an extra defender over there and scoop this up. And, and like people are against it. It's a crazy to me. It's like, oh, you know, good call. Like, fuck these lazy hitters, because that's what we're going to come around to. These hitters are fucking lazy, and they fucking know it. <laughs> but uh, that's really what it is. Uh, it's just a lack of discipline. It's a lack of mechanics. I talk about mechanics in my little my little video game world, where you have to get better at air dribbling and, and air rolling and... And uh, whatever, and such things, wave dashing. Um, and one of the things that I had by the greatest coach I ever had uh, worked on with us was I mean, we just played pepper and you had to pull the ball and hit it up the middle and then it to the right and just work on hitting the ball where it made sense to go. And, uh, I have a friend who was ex- exceptionally good at this game, at, at baseball, and he just never was really, he was one of these guys, I'm just going to pull it a fucking thousand feet, and he just, just, his career fizzled out. I mean, he wasn't the tiny guy that I was, so he theoretically could have kept going, but he just just lacked the discipline to actually work on the thing, besides just fucking killing the ball, killing a fastball. And I don't want to, like, hate the guy for it. It's just, well, there you go. It's like, you gotta, like... And there are just people... And his limitation was, like, all right, he reached the limits of what his ability to dominate in that way. And then there are just people. There's, like, uh... Like, uh... Actually, Cabrera goes all fields. But, like, let me think of someone who's strictly a bullet. I'm sure they're out there. I can't even fucking think of anybody right now. <laughs> Maybe that's a pretty problem with Major League Baseball, actually. Um, and probably one of the problems with Mike Trout is he actually just hits it all sides. And people are like, oh, why can't he just pull in a thousand feet? <laughs> Uh, we're trying to win games here but then he doesn't really win much so there's all sorts of good Christ it's really a complicated world isn't it but anyways these managers came up with an idea and people were like oh no (laughs) you know don't 
do a thing that's perfectly legal. No one said you have to keep your second baseman there. It just made the most sense to put him there for like, we'll spread our defenders to optimize the ground they cover. And now it's like, well, you know what ground to cover? So let's go, let's go over there. It's, it's called adjusting. I mean, like, would people, did people complain when people started blitzing in football? Oh, hey, he's supposed to guard someone. <laughs> what? Can't do it. It's not. I think. Did they rule against it? I can't. Now I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think they made it illegal. I think the shift is now illegal, which is fucking crazy to me. <laughs> you can't send a defender to the quarterback. What if you tackle him? He'll be big tackled back there. <laughs> when our plane wants to go way down there. Oh my god. Oh. So yeah, shift's gone. DH is in. Carlos Cabrera, is that his name? Something Cabrera. Because I was also a golfer named Cabrera. So I have too many names. I have too many things in my head. I'm, I'm very good at Jeopardy, but like it, it stops me from like, oh, I could just bring this thing to mind. Because it's like I also have the name of Nietzsche's autobiography in my head. You know, it's like, this is all sorts of good God. Anyways. The shift is gone, or yeah, it's gone. So like this, the blitz, the NFL blitz is gone. So that's probably actually gonna be ruled illegal soon, anyways. Oh yeah, this is Dan's bitter hour. Here we go. Yeah, so everything's always gonna suck. I'm just, it's just like disappointing. It's like, hey, somebody had a good idea. And here again, here's the thing: just to learn to hit it, the fucking learn to hit the pitch. You know, learn to hit it to the opposite field. I mean, again, even because it might, it might. All right, so let's go back to my example of hitting the home run to the opposite field. If they were all like, "Oh, Dan is kind of a slow-witted, looks like a chunky, fat, you know, like ugly, fat little troll man," you know, there's no way he's gonna do the the sweet, awesome thousand-foot pull. We'll put all of our defense over on the right side. And the guy were to throw to the outside to encourage that, like people would be like, "Well, what if you throw inside? Then these guys can't me 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 me." Then if I try to pull it, as I said, oh, I'll ground out to the shortstop. Well, there's no shortstop there anymore, so I get a hit. <laughs> so if in my case I needed to pull the ball where these guys need to slap it to the outside, there's no one there. Just slap it. But they don't. They have to fucking uncork. Fuck them. So, yeah, baseball is awesome. Oh, yeah, and then the pitch clock. Is that what the next thing I said? The pitch clock, yep. Pitch clock. I don't. I don't subscribe to the idea of a pitch clock because, like, that's the cool thing about baseball. Uh, is you know, like, there is no clock to it. Like, the the players determine the pace of the game. But uh, from the bottom of my heart, uh, please let me get this off my chest for, on the behalf of I feel like many many major league baseball fans. Get on with the fucking game! <clears throat> yeah, just pick, you know, just get back to the game, please. <laughs> like, you know, like, you want to just go ahead and throw that next pitch, please? Can we get this game to be a game instead of three guys walking in circles? Like, adjusting their belt? What? And so, like, that's why you you would the you would theoretically need a pitch clock. Is what are we doing? 
what, what am I watching when I watch this shit? All right, so this is where I'm going to bring in my second topic here, tie this together, the Little League World Series. I love watching the Little League World Series, and people at work are like, that's Dan, they're, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> what? You watch this? You know, like, that's little kids. What the fuck? You know, like, I, oh, yeah. You, oh, you, you, uh, I'm like, oh, I prayed this is a little boy. But the game moves. They're, they're, they're next pitch, and next pitch. Then they're hits into the field, and, you know, the people are making plays and making base running, and it's, it's fucking baseball. And the Major League Baseball, maybe that's why the ratings are so low. I don't know what it is, but it's not baseball. It's, or it is MLB. It's MLB baseball. It's like, we're all going to live forever. Life has no meaning, so, and no goals are necessary. Like, let's just, everything is forever, and nothing means anything. And let's just play forever, because nothing means anything. <laughs> what? Get on, get on with it. What? So yeah, they, and they there's no pitch clock. There's no there's no pitch clock. It's it this batting glove adjustment is brought to you by Tom's baseball cards. Oh, Tom, you make them open, you might get yourself a Mike Trout rookie card. Uh, or if you're lucky, there's a there's a QR code for an NFT. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, they didn't do a pitch clock and no one has any interest in, in, in upping the pace of the game. Just, just move it along. You narcissistic assholes or get in better shape. I don't know. Cause here's the thing. Let's go. Let's bring it back to me. Cause that's what we need to do here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like people complained about. I got the ball back from the catcher, and I was I was in my windup already. I wanted hey, here's the thing because mine was a very Jerry Rice like approach to all things baseball, to all sports. Uh, Jerry Rice in his Hall of Fame acceptance speech said, uh, I, I believe it's something along the lines of, "If I was the fastest guy on the field, it is because I was." so scared <laughs> i was running out of fear <laughs> and i i was i was terrified but pitching is terrifying you're the closest fielder and there are like when it comes back up the middle you, there are times you just can't react fast enough you just the the laws of brain physics of brain visual you know coordinated coordinato brain physics and all that shit, you just can't. And so you're helpless. Like even like at the hot corner, that's pretty terrifying too. But there's a, you have a moment because I have actually played a hot corner. I, I I made an exceptional play in my junior year as a first baseman against a tremendously excellent left-handed hitter who destroyed the ball. And basically, I had enough time to just like move my wrist to the left to catch it, and I did. But it like I caught it right in the palm. It was maybe probably the most painful play of my entire baseball career. <laughs> I like played it off like, yeah, great play. But I was like, fuck <laughs> in my head. It was fucking bad. Um, but uh, you, there's a moment at least with at the at the mound. It's just like p- ball delivered. Ping, 
and then it's there. It's it's just suddenly it's hitting your shin because that's what happened to me. <laughs> that's that was my thing. Where I was just like there couldn't. There's nothing I could have done. It, it just hit my right shin so hard. Oh my god. Oh my god. Didn't break it. But uh, holy fuck, I still I can I feel like it chipped the bone. I don't know. I it's it 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 was oh very 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 painful, and so it's terrifying. But I was good at it, and I got the, I got a rush out of just just chucking fucking heat and striking people out, and and like how sad they were as they walked back. I, I like I'm, I was like I'm pretty there's like an evil part of me that was like, <laughs> but it was also because where the fuck were you? Were you in your backyard? What were you doing? Were you were you working your ass off at this? Because I was, so you know. <laughs> so, anyways, just to round that out, uh, I wish baseball, Major League Baseball, what took a page out of Little League Baseball, or at least like the spirit of the game. It's just the spirit of the game is better there uh, in that, and even in college baseball. So let's let's get it out of creepo mode, and uh, even like college baseball has a stronger pace, has a more. Uh, like, actually dynamic, like, strategic approach to it. It's not just walks, strikeouts, and bombs. It's, it's everything baseball. It's not just, uh, statistics baseball. And I guess, you know, like, statistics, I guess they lead to victories, but, like, if everyone's doing it, then what it does is it leads to everyone doing the same thing, which is boring, which is what happened. Next, oh yeah, so next is actually, um, I'll briefly get into this. I thought of a great (laughs) um, thought experiment for Cleveland Browns fans. Uh, What if you could have a quarterback who's better than Ben Roethlisberger? Theoretically, who could be, who could become and could be better than Ben Roethlisberger. But he has a worse sexual consent history than Ben Roethlisberger. Do you want that quarterback? What a fascinating question. And here Brown, the Cleveland Browns fans face it. It's March 13th. This ain't been decided yet. But I don't know why I always slip into like Southern fan of football. I, I think I like that. There's something I like about the, the Southern enthusiasm for football. But anyways, um, uh, Deshaun Watson is there for the trading, and the Browns have enough. I mean, I'm sure they got enough to make the trade if they really want to make it happen. Any basically any team does. If you really want to get a guy, you can really just throw a lot of fucking picks and talent around. So uh, I think he's there for the getting. And the question is, do Browns fans want him? And this Browns fan does not. Because here's the thing. Throughout his entire Hall of Fame career, I could always, I always smugly sat back and was just like, yeah, but he's a rapist piece of shit. Like every time uh, Ben Roethlisberger, oh, he wanted, I was like a piece of shit failing nothing in in Los Angeles. And he, he was like winning Super Bowls. And or he won a Super Bowl. Well, he won a Super Bowl and like doing great. And, and it was just like, and like he's like, you know, like hoisting the Lombardi trophy. And I'm like, I'm like sitting in like a, you know, like a friend's, you know, couch in, in Culver City. And, uh, and I'm like, he's still a fucking rapist though. <laughs> you know, it's then it was like the, the Trump card, the ace up the sleeve. You could always, 
That was always the win against Big Benny. No matter what he did, it was that was always the win. And so, like, all right, yeah, cool. Browns now have five fucking Super Bowls, you know, on the shoulders of a guy who it's like, man, oh boy. Mmm. <laughs> It's tough. So, uh, which is my euphemistic way of saying I don't. I don't want. I, I don't know. Again, I. It's not worth it. It, it. I don't. It would just hard be hard for me to to cheer for that. I guess I don't know. But time can also heal wounds. I suppose. Like there's a chance something could, good could come of this. There is a chance something good could come of this. Uh, he could somehow turn his life and image around. I mean, I believe in that. I mean, I, I believe in the concept of Les Miserables. The, the, the theme of that book lives in my heart. The last thing, second last thing, I'm going to talk about is the upcoming land tournament. Uh, Rocket League, we got a Rocket League land tournament coming up in the world, world championships. No, this is not the world championships. What this is, is basically there's three regional tournaments, or three, uh, like, I'm sorry, not regional, um, seasonal tournaments, and then they determine the world championship tournament. <laughs> I'm over and under thinking this. But basically, it's because I was pulling up my information, which basically what I want to do is go through the groups and introduce you who probably have never heard of or watched or anything dealing with Rocket League. But I I think I can make this interesting because uh, I care about it. <clears throat> and so basically, these are from all the regions of the world that play Rocket League. Uh, they, they send their tournament winning teams to play each other uh, every now and then. Um, again, every, seasonally. And this year it's in Los Angeles, and it is consists of, this looks like, that's 16. Four times four is 16. We got 16 teams. And so, like, I think, like, North America gets five or six allotments. Uh, Europe gets five or six allotments. Then, like, the other regions that's, like, <clears throat> like Oceania and, like, Middle Eastern, uh, some, North Africa. Like, I don't know. They kind of section up the world to make, a, make reasonable playlists for everyone. And because North America and Europe have so many more players, then they have so many more teams. Um, and so here's the thing with this primer. I don't even actually know all of these teams. But if I don't know them, it means they have a very small chance of winning this tournament. But again, this being a competition between largely f between 15 and 21-year-olds, uh, you got all sorts of varying outcomes that can come with that. Because, God, I was... I mean, that's when I was at my doing my competitive playing as well with baseball and stuff, my highest level of competition. And I was a complete mess in the fucking head, and I was very inconsistent, so who the fuck knows? But anyways, here we are in Group A, and these groups, I believe, are more or less arbitrary allotted, but you basically, the, the, the better teams do get a better seating uh, if you win more tournaments and such, and you have like a more, I think they go by like a, a point total. So Group A, I know three of the teams, or I have a decent knowledge of three of the teams. So we'll go with the team that I don't know, which is called Detonator. And I have never heard of this team before. Um, I'm sure they're out of one of the smaller regions, I have to assume. And... Because at least I know they're not from North America or Europe. Um, and therefore, I will detonate my talk about them. Uh, especially considering the teams that are in this group, there is an extremely small chance that they emerge. But here's the thing. I don't even know. I should have looked this up. I don't even know what form this tournament's taking in. I think this, year, this round, it has been more of like a... Uh, 
uh, group stage and then double a uh, double elimination from there, like upper bracket and lower bracket. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think you got to get out of your group with a decent record, and then you play an upper bracket and lower bracket uh, from there. <clears throat> and so in group A, all right. So the top the first team is Team Queso. This team is the hottest team in Europe, and Europe's the best. Uh, region arguably i mean they they oh yeah so here's how you can know uh i was showing my 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 genius friend this game i was playing it while he was over here and uh i, I was like we were talking about it just as a, as a, as, a, as a thing and i was like yeah you know you know like uh anyways I, I was like i think it i think it was invented in europe like i was try, trying to remember where it came from and he goes race cars playing soccer this is the most european thing i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, Europe is the cares the most about this game, and they have the numbers, and they have very good teams. And so Team Queso is interesting because I think they're all like fifteen or sixteen. This team is young, and they like they started weak, and then lately, they, the last two tournaments, they have just been shredding like all of Europe. It's and like these are like established European teams, and this is just Team Queso. I don't even know. What the, I don't even know if they just it's just a fun name they came up with, or if there's an organization called Queso and I don't Queso Gaming. I, I, I don't even know. Um, but, uh, so they got, you got, I think if I'm remembering this correctly, and I'm doing a lot of this off of memory, um, instead of looking all this up, uh, other than having a, a, a picture of the, of the bracketing right, or the groups right here. Um, you got, uh, Joyo, Joyo Kami, uh, that is, uh, Rise and Vatira on this team. And Vatira is kind of the star. He's a 15 year old, I believe. And he, lately he has just been the best player in Europe. Um. I think like almost basically unquestionably in like the last few months, I don't think there's anyone you could argue has been a better player than him. Then he, I don't know, unless there's something going on in the one on one and two on two world, but like at least in rocket, as long as rocket, as far as rocket league championship series is considered, he's number one. Next up, you have uh, phase clan, which is a North American team. One of the top four North American teams. And they have arguably, all right. So here's the thing. I'll, I'll bring this up when these players come up. Uh, I was thinking about this recently. If the aliens took on America, took on I'm sorry, the world in Rocket League, who would be my three human beings from like all these teams to represent humanity in a you know in a best of seven tournament against the aliens? Like we will not invade if you can beat us in a best of seven in Rocket League. And FaZe uh, Clan has one of the guys who might be on the starting lineup. His name is First Killer. I think he's 17 years old. He's American. And he's, he's just uh, both sides of the pond. You have a lot of appreciation for First Killer. He's extraordinarily good at this game, and uh, and like all forms, he's like I think he's the number one currently, the number one one on one player in the world, and he's probably way the fuck up there in two on two and all the other forms. And he's definitely one of the best players. And now he's in the Rocket League Championship Series with uh, uh, who the hell else is on Phase Clan? Uh, AJ, one of the best one-on-one -on -one players, also uh, nice guy, really good fucking player. Um, but again, amongst these like super ultra superstars, he's probably like, you know, like uh, an all-star, not an ultra mega star. You know, one of those things. And Sipical, who was formerly on my beloved Space Station Gaming, but who kind of it's, there's a whole thing going on there. But anyways, for at least from the from it sounded like he wasn't really that all that interested in in, put, in the grind in, in putting in the in putting in the work. But he's extraordinarily naturally talented. So it's like one of those uh, maybe, maybe he's like the Allen Iverson of uh, was that Allen Iverson who said practice? Who went on and on about we're talking about practice? Practice? <laughs> we're talking about practice right now. Um, he might be that style of player, which has its limitations, but also has its 
monumentous upsides. So who knows again with what can happen with, the, with that team? I think based on what what typical can bring to the table because AJ and First Killer are, are pretty consistent. First Killer is going to bring some A level play, and amongst these level players, AJ is going to bring some some high level, but maybe only B B B reaching play with with typical. He can go anywhere between D and A maybe even a plus which is possibly where first killer can end up as well um and then you got version one who if i remember correctly they just won recently in north america um i actually have to look this up because they are worth talking about oh yeah so torment come uh beast mode i don't know a ton about torment um i think i don't know if he's the one but yeah um uh Com is known for basically uh, destroying everyone on the field. He's kind of, rather than going for the ball, he's going for other players. It's kind of an interesting approach. It's a very European approach, is what I'm understanding. Being played by a North American, and he just kind of goes around absolutely destroying other cars, which is a possible, which is one of the part of the... Uh strategy in this game. And uh, Beast Mode is one of the better players in the world, and... Um, uh, he just joined this team, and since he's joined them, they have gotten extremely good. Um, so they are now a real. Now they're 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 up there with with the with the, the big boys, as you might say. And again, there are, these guys are all probably going to beat the hell out of Detonator. All right, I'm gonna try to go through this a little bit quicker because I don't think anybody cares. But I, I'm this old dance having fun. Group B, you got the General NRG. That's a North American super team. That again, alien invasion. <laughs> uh, they have a, a, a player named Justin, who is one of North America's best players, and he uh, is, by many people, considered one of the best players in the world. Um, and so they got, you know, they're kind of they, they got him, but they also have Squishy, good old the legend, the legendary Squishy muffins, and they also have uh, Garrett G. So yeah, kind of a very American team um, in that you basically have the whitest guy on the planet. Uh, Garrett Gordon, Garrett G, and he, he's, hello, hi, I'm Gary, you know, he's very, he's got the square glass and everything, and uh, Justin, his, I believe his name is Justin Morales, he's clearly Mexican or, I don't, I don't, I'm not like, just, uh, Hispanic of some variety, or Spanish, like, not white, I guess, is kind of just, he's Hispanic, he's swarthy, let's use that fancy term, the dark-skinned persuasion, um, and uh, as is Squishy Muffins. I don't know. I saw his name once. And it was very. It had a very Hispanic ring to it as well. Which again, uh, I only bring these things up as like, yeah, it's kind of American. Look like, at the mix. As I always looked at the Yankees. It was like this weird. Like they're all over. They're all like the highest paid players in the league. But it wasn't just like the highest paid white players in the league. It was just like, if you're the best at what you do, you're the fucking Yankees. Good for you. You're what you know, like awesome. You know, so I, I dig that about NRG. All right, Team Endpoint is one of my favorite European teams. Because a lot of fun to watch. Because they got, I like these mix of the old and the young. They have this player, Metsonoris, who is, that's Endpoint, right? Let me make sure. Let me look at these other team names. Yeah, this is Endpoint. Um, and uh, Metsonoris, uh, older guy. I think he's like one of these, like 23 or like even possibly even like 26 or something like that. I, I think if I, not to slander his age, but like one of the oh, quote unquote old men of the league. And they have this, you know, the youngest, one of the young phenoms who like, let's give a minor alien invasion alert. <laughs> Aliens, because <laughs> uh, they have Seiku or Saiku. I don't. I think it's Seiku. How you pronounce that name? S e i k o o. But anyways, this guy is just fucking awesome. <laughs> he's really fucking good at at Rocket League, and he's one of the again one of these young superstars. And uh, 
So he makes them very fun to watch. And I'm trying to remember who the other endpoint player is. Cause he's, oh, yeah, Relating Wave. Uh, again, just a fun team to watch. They play well together. They have a good energy. There's a, I don't know if there's a way to pick up energy. Like, I don't know, But it's also like when you see the player camps, they seem to care about each other. They seem to like each other. It's, it's, it's good shit. <laughs> All right, Renegades. I think I'm supposed to know who that is. I think they're a South American team. They're probably very good, but they're probably like again, like in these in this amongst the ultras, they're just like oh, very you know, like good, like good on you. They were me in that uh, uh, all Ohio uh, tournaments. Like hey, here you are, you little guy. So I think that's Renegades and Furia though. Furia is like if I had been one of the MVPs of that tournament. Like I, I, my understanding is that they are not from a major region, but they are can compete with real teams so like that's like uh that that may that's got a kind of bother endpoint and nrg is that they kind of have their high ranked teams and they have to play at least this one kind of uh very good but less quote-unquote lesser team group c let's see we got g2 bds secret and geniuses all right let's dismiss with team secret i don't know what that is i don't know who that is i don't want to know. i refuse to know who that is <laughs> No, I don't know. I'm sure I'll hear eventually. But yeah, there well, again must be a smaller region. And uh good on you. Way to make it, little guy, little Dan. Good for you. Um Evil Geniuses. I know I've watched before. They are a European team. Uh, I'm sure again the, the, where they were in my mind is if you gave me a multiple choice quest question, I could get I would get the right answer, but I cannot recall right now to mind who was on that team. Um but they're I from what I from what I've seen at least, they're very hit and miss. They're either clobbering teams they shouldn't beat or losing to teams they should. A very Cleveland Browns like um uh uh, uh approach to winning <laughs> in that regard. A Cleveland any Cleveland team really. Uh, all right, so then let's work it from uh, Europe. Let's keep, stay in Europe with Team BDS. Team BDS is kind of like the Yankees right now. They're a European team, and they're like the current Yankees in that, or at least the the recent Yankees in that they have the past success. The Yankees have like twenty seven fucking World Championships, uh, twenty second World Series World Series wins. Um, but like recently, they've been slipping. They they haven't really accomplished what they are expect as expected of them um especially considering the voltage of each player on their team there seems to be some sort of misconnect disconnect between them because they have alien invasion alert <laughs> monkey moon team bds has the player monkey moon he is a european probably a teenager again they're not fucking teenagers um and he uh, it's just dope. He's just fucking extraordinary at this game, and everyone talks about how fucking Monkey Moon and any and any uh, play playlist or whatever lobby is a terrifying thing. And he's good at ones. He's good at twos. He's, he's just fucking shreds everyone at this game. I joked or I laughed about how you know these players are like they're allowed to compete in whatever. And so at the last uh, tournament, the last land tournament, uh, his team won. Team BDS won the last uh, the fall the fall major. And um, when they received their awards, he was wearing like what he usually wears, I'm sure. But it was like this gray pair of of gym pa- of gym shorts that were like <laughs> like a cheerleader's length. You know, it was like I've never seen that much thigh on a championship except uh, 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 in stage before since like the 19 you know 70s in basketball. Like it was like a basket 1970s. It cracked me up. Anyways, Europeans, God love them. Um, and BDS also has extra who's extremely good. And, uh, my heart goes out to him appears to be a, a, a teenager who's balding. I was a 15. I started at 15. He seems to have started around 18, 
or so. I think that's what what he is, and he seems to have a little. Unless it's always been his hairline, but it seems to be there. And it's he'll be fine. He'll be fine, especially because he's already making money. He's, he's and he's got obviously got a quick mind and shit. He'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, I am like, yeah, there we go, extra, fuck yeah. And uh, they also have oh man, Mark by eight, um, who is the opposite of extra and me in that he has a lovely hair of he has lovely hair these lovely spirals of gold of, of golden hair leonardo da vinci would have adored mark by eight I, I assure you uh that was group c oh yeah i'm sorry no group uh c then has got another top north american team g2 g2 is led by chicago who's a well-known rocket league youtuber um and he's got like a certain spice to his uh personality but also very just very good at the game got a good energy just a good good uh, easy guy to cheer for um uh, and they also have drees yes yes drees who's an incredible one-on-one player and again, this is all off memory, and this is actually pretty impressive because I only ever started interacting with Rocket League at the beginning of COVID, as when I downloaded the game, and this is all what I've learned since then. Uh, and anyways, they also have this guy Atomic, who used to be on a different team. He was traded to the to G two, and um, no, they got rid of Drees. Drees is gone, right? Let me see. I got to look this up now because G two deserves my respect. I, my respect for. I've not shown that. Okay. JNAPS. Yo, Canadian. I, I'm just noticing this. There we go. We got a little Canadian on the team. So, yeah, that, no wonder I, I pulled this team. They got a Chicago and a Canadian, and they got a Tomic. Oh, man. <clears throat> I'm seeing uh, Tomic's name, and he is he's, a, he's an Italian, so good on him. So, anyways, G2, another North American more or less powerhouse. They're, but lately, they've kind of come into their own. They they were slipping for a while. And, uh, and here, here they come, world. Uh, all right, and then now finally Group D, my my group, my 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 heart struck, tragic group, begins with my beloved Dignitas, Europeans. We've already talked about them, so we'll we'll, we'll just say they're, they're here. They are. They have. Uh, we'll see how they do. Uh, and the next up is uh, again, man, tough group. Jesus, tough group. Tough space. Space Station has had a tough group. Oh yeah, so I guess we'll just get them out of the way. So we got Dignitas and Space Station in the same group. Which again, these are the two teams I cheer for. So they have to play each other and, and possibly knock each other out. It's I don't know. It's, it's it's very bittersweet, but it'd be very cool to see them play each other too. Like that's like whew. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like take off work for that one. Um, uh, but, uh, so yeah, we've covered Space Station. Let's let that, there we go. So Dignitas and Space Station, same group. That's both awesome and tragic. All right, the other two teams, the KC Pioneers, which I, again, give me multiple choice. I would get them right. They're a North American team. Uh, but they're also like, kind of like, even like, I don't know if I were a little bit taller, but not six, five, that's what KC Pioneers would be in the, in the, in the, in the all Ohio tournament of the uh, Rocket League championship series. They're like a, a mid-level North American. They're not like a surprise out of nowhere, but they're like you know like they're not quite as well funded and as well whatever as these other teams. But they're also fucking very good. And finally, we'll cover Sandrock Gaming. This is the Middle Eastern champions, which you'd think a smaller region would be not as uh, strong of a team, but this team is awesome. This team's so good. One of their player, one of their three starters. Had to miss uh, uh, the last fall major because he has uh, uh, hit finals. This guy's name is O'Kelly. He's one of the best players in the world. 
and their replacement like did awesome. <laughs> I think uh, who did um, Ahmad didn't replace because Ahmad's always on the team. Um, but anyways, some guy came. There's also TRK five eleven or something like that. But anyways, another guy came in uh, who had been like retired and he just shredded. Also, these these are very good region. These are very very good players. So. Basically, uh, hellish. They got the hell group. I mean, my, my two favorite teams got the hell group. Oh, of course it did. Good old Dan. God. Uh, it's fine. It's not the world championships. And it doesn't matter. Uh, iron sharpens iron, as they say. And someone's got to win it. So one of my teams was, was going to lose. Well, the other one surely will win the championship. But uh, there we go. That is this episode. I have one last kind of thing to let's to end on 50 minutes we're doing it longer than last time um the joke ultimately is on me because i always like oh i always i was smugly watching all of these uh all of these other hitters when i was a pitcher well you know walk to walk back to the dugout and i was like oh well you should have brought your a game like i did you know like i was like a fucking like i was so good and cool and uh Here's the thing. They all had better lives than mine. They all went on to have a better life than mine. So that has been a humbling thing. I, I'm the one who had to, who's, who perpetually walked back the dugout as a failure in this world. Um, uh, but at least I got to win some old ball games, right? <laughs> I don't know. You just roll with life as it comes at you. You know what are you gonna do? But yeah, it, it actually kind of it's kind of horrifying. I'm basically one of the least accomplished people in my in my uh, graduating class of like 300 people. Um, I'm way way down there, <laughs> and maybe that's why I'm doing these shows. But uh, either way, uh, yeah, man, that's it, man. That's this show, and as always, thank you for listening. And go your team. Unless they're, you know, unless they're playing my team, you know.